Hi, this is Annie Fox of Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is parenting coach Aaron Schiller. Aaron and I will be talking about 21st century dads. Hi, Aaron. Welcome to Family Confidential. Hi, Annie. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for taking time out of your busy parent coaching and parenting gigs to um, to spend time with me today. I want to get right into this. And um, 21st century dads, are they different than like 20th century dads? I mean, I just think, you know, that without the extremes, I think, you know, dads are doing things today that they've just never done. I mean, I think, For example? Like, I like to joke that like, Today, more dads are changing diapers around the world than ever before. Yay! <laughs> right? So just starting there, something's different. Okay. And um, we could talk about how that difference came about, but I'm not really so interested in that as okay. how to help dads transition if they, for example, had a dad like I did who, no, changing diapers was not something. In fact, I don't even recall ever seeing my dad in the kitchen except to eat um, and he was a great dad. So I want to know if you didn't have a dad who was hands-on, how do you become a more hands-on dad? Yeah. I mean, I think it really starts with just like an honest acceptance of realizing that we don't know and we don't have the training. And there's going to be moments where we're under-resourced and we have this sort of weird um, experience like, wow, I don't know how to do this. And I think that you know, as dads um, realize that, then they have an opportunity to learn um, to ask for support, to see how other dads are doing it. Um, but I think this is where dads run into one of like the first big challenge, which is guys are so wired to figure things out themselves. Yeah. Uh, like I like to joke about like, you know, I remember my dad would never ask for directions. Right. Right. Uh, and so I think that same trap happens <laughs> to the modern father where they just aren't programmed to ask for help. So they find themselves with two kids at the park and the kid is, you know, one kid's having a meltdown and the other kid is, you know, wanting to go have lunch and the dad's working all week. So he's like, He actually has no idea what to do in that situation. I think that's okay. I think that's where you start. So what do you do? Do you turn to a mom at the park? Do you turn to a dad at the park? Or do you say, I I don't know? (laughs) I mean, I think that would be amazing if dads felt comfortable to ask another mom, like, what do you think I should do? I I haven't seen a lot of that, but I I like that. Um, I think, you know, in that situation, I think, you know, you do the best you can. I think you you try to get home or you just try to, you know... um, do like I said, do the best you can. But I think what happens after that is really the the magic, right? I think oftentimes um, a dad who goes through that experience, depending on where they are in their own sort of awareness and emotional intelligence, will either become resentful or become upset at the family system, maybe lash out at somebody, um, or they'll just never talk about it. They'll just say, that was terrible, and I don't ever want to go to the park again. Um, or they try to avoid doing those things alone. Um, and so I think Regardless of which kind of dad you are, which kind of husband your your partner is, um, you know th- that that beginning phase of realizing that you didn't know how to do something and being able to learn to ask how to do it is really helpful. It's really powerful. I love it. Um, I'm sure we could have a very in depth conversation about what is it with guys because women don't understand. You know, if I don't understand something, I ask. <laughs> You know, right. some kind of, you know, huge ego thing. I'm, I'm not sure. But um, that aside, um, being honest and authentic about it, you know, um, honey, how was your time at the park? And you say, you know, it was really stressful. This happened with child A, this happened with child B. And I felt like I was just like underwater. I didn't know what to do. And then you could have a really interesting conversation, I think, because chances are your partner has been through this. Right. And I, I just want to add that depending on the dynamic that... 
like what we're discussing would be an ideal circumstance. I of think, course. <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes the, the wife or the mom will be like, now you know how it feels. Now you know how it is. And it becomes this sort of like a hmm. gotcha kind of moment or like, yeah. a, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but like, no, that's good. It's not a learning moment. It's more of like a tit for tat moment. Like, mm. oh, now you know what my life is like. And, right. and, and so then really we're into a whole nother conversation around how couples really um, honor each other and share their hardships and learn from one another. And uh, I think that's probably for a different, a different interview. So in the, in the work that you do, you work with dads directly? I, I end up working with whole family systems. So I work with kids um, and then I also work with dads and moms. Um, but I also specifically run a mindful father group um, that meets once a week. I run it. It's a six week program. Um, and I bring groups of 10 dads together and kind of um, it's part training where I'm teaching actual mindfulness practices, but then it's also um, a men's group of sorts where I'm showing men how to bring their vulnerability forward and how to um, be there for one another. Um, Cause that's really what life is like. Okay. Well, we hear this word mindful a lot. And yeah. so I'd like you to give us some layperson's definition of what sure. you mean by mindful dad's group. Sure. And I, I really <laughs> see myself as the layperson bringing okay. mindfulness to people. So that's perfect. Um, I really see it as being, in awareness with what is happening. Right here in the moment. Right now. Okay. Okay. Let's go back to the park then. Yeah. Okay. Cause we, we saw what didn't work. Right. Maybe, you know, dad just like grab one kid under one arm on the other and say, Hey, we're going home and throws them in the car and they're going home and not good. Um, so mindfully, how would you handle that situation? Kid A is having a meltdown maybe because they didn't get to go on the swing and kid B is really hungry all of a sudden and wants to go out to lunch. Yeah. So like for me, I just use myself as an example. And one of the nice parts about doing the work I do is that I'm also a father of two young children. Oh, how did I guess? um, I I always say in the groups that um, I am one of, I'm a member of the group as well, while I'm also facilitating. Um, So for me, in those situations, there's, you know, I have to be mindful of how I'm feeling. I have to notice that I'm starting to um, have this wave of frustration and anger start to run through me, um, where I just want whatever to be happening to stop. Um, so if I'm able to do that, it gives me a fighting chance to start being a little creative around how to, um, you know, work the situation is like how I like to say it. Okay. So the first, the first tip you have in in this Dharma, this way of of mindfulness is to be aware of how you're feeling. Right. And first is to connect with oneself, right. To understand before I, you know, I, I have this other thing I like to tell fathers, which is what if you didn't do the first thing that came to your mind? Or the mm. first thing that came to your body, even like if the first thing is to like grab someone or to scream, knock it off. Like, what would happen if we didn't do that thing and we allowed something else to move through us—a second idea, a second okay. solution—to okay. um, be the one that we orient around. So we're talking about creativity here, but yeah. to have the space to be creative, you need to kind of get some of these um, intense emotions in check a little bit. Right, exactly. Otherwise, there's not a lot of space left in your brain for anything else except to react. I love the way you use the word space because that's really what I feel like I'm, I'm always talking about with parents um, and especially dads. Like the more overwhelmed you are from work, the more overwhelmed you are from interactions with your partner, the, the, you, know, you have a lack of space to be creative or to solve the problems that come up with your kids. And kids really love spacious parents. They, you know, like when you sit down on the floor with a two-year-old or one-year-old and all you want to do is be with them, they, they yeah. love that. And how to yeah. keep recreating that all the way till you have a 17-year-old um, or you know, a, a 25-year-old is, is a challenge. It is a challenge, but it's a wonderful challenge to take up right. because what you end up with is um, a spacious relationship that that grows and changes as your child approaches young adulthood, 
which is the trajectory they're on, and and instead of um, one where you're trying to control the dynamic, you're just kind of there with it. No, I I, I like the metaphor of yeah. being on the floor with the one or two year old because yeah. I've, I've got I've got a grandson who's who's a year and a half old, and um, yeah, it's just just awesome. There's no push pull. It's just like okay, we're playing with blocks and marbles right now. Right. And, and I did want to get back to the park thing, because I think Please. the other thing that fathers don't have as much practice, but I think this is all parents, but is um, how you may be viewed by other people in the park. I was going to say that. that. Yeah, they're that the really bad parent cool. police. Uh-huh. Right. And so I think, you know, I always advise uh, the dads that I work with in my groups to just like honor all of that. Like, just like, and know that- What does that mean? What does like, that mean, honor all of like, that? Know that all that's happening for you. Know that parents may be looking at you, judging you. Like, just like be in it, be in it, you know, and not try to run from it. Okay. Uh, accept it. Accept it. Don't, well, don't push so that, back against it. So like, I kind of have this thing I call the mindful, um, mindful code for the fathers who are in the group. And I can send that to you if there's show notes or something, okay. um, but you sort of hit it, right? The first one is connecting with how you're feeling, right? Um, you can't accept something if you don't know that you're experiencing it or that right, it's happening. Right. Um, and then once you accept it, then you can move into these areas of creativity. Um, you can start to, um, you know, move into the next level, which is getting support on it. So I love your idea. I mean, I think if a dad could turn to another mom and say, do you have any ideas right here? Because this is like, I'm weighing over my head. Um, you know how that the mom that he just turned to would love it. Right. She, totally touched. It would she'd be, be totally touched and, and very supportive. Just, wow, you know what you're doing, what you're trying to do right here is really hard. I'm not going to pretend it's easy, but here's what's worked for me. Right. And maybe just like, there's something that I think like, Every time you do something creative, something else changes, right? That's sort of the other part I think about mindfulness is that um, if you're being attuned to the moment by asking someone for help, all of a sudden what you were in is different than it was before you asked for help. I just thought of something else, Aaron. Yeah, when you're talking about when you when you are creative and you respond differently than you have before, guess what's going to happen with you and your kids? Because if every time child A had a meltdown, you responded in a certain way that didn't help. And all of a sudden, you're now thinking about it more and creating some um, different kinds of options for yourself. The kid is not going to necessarily play by the same playbook as they did before. I was like, daddy's different now. Hmm, this is interesting. And we don't have to know what will come after it, but I just can promise if you do something different, you, you know, sort of different input gets a different output. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, the, like you, I'm always careful to say like you could try something creative and it might not work. Yeah, but You're good. in some process where something else will happen. And if you keep having the same, I think for fathers, it's like, you know, I mean, I talk to a lot of dads who do the same thing. They, they The wave of anger, I like to refer to it as a wave because I really think it like it comes on fast and yeah. once it hits... Um, there's no, there's nowhere to run. And so once they've lashed out or they told their kid to go to their room or, you know, whatever the, the cliches are, um, the sort of, it's pre- a little bit predictable how everyone feels, um, depending on the father. Some fathers don't ever think about it and just keep moving. Some feel really terrible. And I think this is an important note around the modern father. I think the modern father is feeling more and more of a, a pressure and burden to like n- not let that wave happen to them. And it still happens. And so they, they are... I think in the 1950s, let's go back that far, when, when a dad screamed at a kid, they, they didn't th- feel bad about it the next day. It was like their They thought right. it was their job. <laughs> it was their job, right. And so now I think if you look at a sweet, loving, modern father who loses their cool, they feel terrible. And for the dads who have a really hard time with this, they feel terrible a lot. And I think it's a real challenge and something that 
I personally am working to try to alleviate some of that pressure from the desk because I don't think, here's my thing, it, like if you feel bad about being angry all the time, it's really hard to change that. At some point, there has to be some some acceptance of that's like that's who you are right now. And if you want to change, then that's possible. But it starts with acknowledging that this is what happens to you. Okay, well, how can moms in this dynamic help? And not everyone's going to be able to come to your support group. So, so how can how can moms help? You know, moms are also under a lot of pressure, especially first time moms. And and they start to have the expectation that this ought to come naturally to them. And they feel the same things. They feel frustration. Um, they feel the um, judgment of the bad parent police when they're out in public and their kids have meltdowns. It, it's not dissimilar. And yet I think the added burden to the mom is that I'm supposed to know how to do this because I'm a mom. So I'm wondering if dads need support and um, they don't turn to a parent in, in the playground and they don't have access to come to a, a mindful dad's group like yours, how can, how can a mindful mom help a dad become more mindful? Yeah, I think the first like part of giving any feedback to anybody is starting with the positive. Right, so I think um, we're often quick to point out, especially you've been married long enough, uh, where you start to get a little looser with the, uh, you know, the the negative feedback around mm-hmm. like you didn't clean up, or you said you would do this, or you came home fifteen minutes late. Like we could probably come up with a pretty robust list. Yeah. Uh, but there's something about if if you really want to approach a man who's been struggling around something to really start with the positives and to highlight what a great father they are, how much the, how much you appreciate certain things. And then sort of, you know, give this, the feedback sandwich around, I know how hard it must be for you to control your anger, like, you know, really honoring the fact that it's not easy for them. And then seeing if you can engage them on, do you want it to get better? Like just seeing, you know, just walking in gently. Um, yeah, that's so that good. It's not too abrupt and it's not too judgy. And, yeah. uh, you know, you're in it together anyway. So why not you know, show them I, I really like that idea of, of um, you know, being mindful of the way you give your feedback. We know, especially if you feel insecure in a certain area, you're going to feel kind of touchy about any kind of negative feedback. Um, to have your partner be aware of that and tread lightly, I love that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like every time I work with a family or even in my father's group, um, I always end up, you know, just giving basic training on how to be a good counselor, right? Like how to do, how to mirror somebody, how to repeat back what they said. Like I always tell the dads, I'm like, if you just did that for your kids and wives, like you will see a huge shift in, in how they feel heard and how they feel you're present with them. Um, and to them, it's like, wow. Or like, what's another one I like to teach is uh, accurate empathy. You know, like teaching dads that? how to, like the idea of like really getting down on the floor. Like, you know, when a kid trips and bumps their knee, uh-huh. oftentimes dad's first response is like, oh, it's not so bad. Get up. You just come on. Let's go. And accurate empathy would say to like, get down on your knee and be like, wow, that looks like that really hurt. Are you okay? Like, wow, that must have been really painful. So the kid like really feels honored and felt. And same with wives, right? Like if a dad comes home, let's in a more traditional or old school traditional home where the dad's at work and the mom's home all day um, and the mom just looks overwhelmed and frustrated. Like I'm always like, dads, imagine if you just went up instead of screaming at the kids who are running around and went up to your wife and said, honey, like, looks like you've had a really long day. Is there anything I can do to help? Like, what would you like me to do? Uh, How can I help? Yeah. Versus just trying to like, I think the dads I hear from a lot are, they come in, things are chaos, and they start just screaming at people and just trying to like use their male strength and will to control the house. And then the wives are just even more upset because they're like, 
I didn't ask you to come in and scream at everybody and just make things more intense. Exactly. Uh, That didn't help. Not helpful. So that's the idea of accurate empathy, really seeing where people are at. And I'm the first to tell a lot of these guys, like, you're going to have to fake it till you make it. Like, if that's not a natural thing for you to do, just keep practicing those skills. Keep saying the, like, kind of scripted lines and keep um, just getting down on the ground with your kids or putting your arm around your partner and just letting them know you're there to help. It's really good. So if you had just like one tip to give to give to dads who let's say, you know, they're they're out working all day or, you know, they're just trying to hold it together. They want to be good dads. Um, one tip that they could start using tonight that's gonna make a more harmonious family and um more of a bond that they really want between them and their kids. What what would that one tip be? I mean, I, I, you know, I've thought about this one because I had a feeling you might ask that. I, I can't, I still keep getting stuck on get support. Learn to get ask support. for help. You know, learn to be able to tell someone you're struggling. Learn to be able to tell someone you don't know how to get close to your kids. Um, because I think that will unlock something within yourself that mm-hmm. will then allow you to get close. But I think yeah. if you just, you know, like I could give some tips around how to get no, close. No, no, that one's kids, good. That one's I think r- get support is where <laughs> I, 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 you know, let's start there. You know, I was just thinking, um, dads who are closed up are often dads who, who didn't experience a lot of love and affection from their own fathers. And, and it makes me sad to think about, mm-hmm. about that, that idea of legacy. Um, but I don't think that legacy is necessarily destiny and that, that, um, if you have a sense that you, you really want more than what you got when you were a kid, you, you can be the kind of dad you didn't have necessarily. And, and there are ways to do that. And I love your, you're just simple, get help, acknowledge the fact, you know, this is hard for me. Um, I don't know how to do this. It's, it's, it's learnable, right? I I mean, I think everything's a developmental curve. And you know, when you, you, like, it goes back to the positive feedback approach, like the dads who have really certain developmental skills that are great, um, there's ones that are not developed. And so the underdeveloped ones needs a little love and attention. And I think everyone can balance that out and keep growing. And uh, I, I truly believe that. I, I think good. that's why I do the work I do. It's a very positive message. I love it, Aaron. Okay, we only have about a minute left. And if yeah. you could please give our listeners and viewers an opportunity to find out where on the web they can learn more about what you do. Yeah, really simple. You go to coachshiller.com. Um, I have put a lot of videos on the blog there, stuff for dads, stuff for kids, stuff for moms. Um, and there'll be a lot of new stuff coming out over the next year. It's an exciting time. So CoachShiller.com. Great. Thanks so much for your time and for the work you're doing. Thank Aaron. you. Thanks, Annie. Bye-bye. This is Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with tweens, teens, and their parents, visit AnnieFox.com. And check out my parenting book, Teaching Kids to Be Good People. And my latest book for tween girls, The Girls Q&A Book on Friendship, 50 Ways to Fix a Friendship Without the Drama. And if you like this podcast, review us on iTunes. It will help other folks find the show. Family Confidential Podcast is produced by Electric Egg Plant, creators of books and apps for parents, kids, tweens, and teens. And tune in next time when my guest will be Tony Weber. Tony is a member of the board of directors of the Diversity Center of Northeast Ohio and the producer of the groundbreaking new anti-bullying video, hashtag RethinkLabels. Until next time. Happy parenting. Thank you.